Yeah, oh, here go. we go, ladies and gents. Go. That's just uh, how we roll, dude. We have fun at the beginning of every show. That's right. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. I was trying to get that octave right. I was trying to get, you know, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, Pam, drop some heat. Let's do it. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time slot, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored, as always, to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today uses digital media as a vehicle to communicate unique, authentic, and human-centered stories that gives your tribe a fresh perspective. In his youth, our guest always exhibited a fascination with storytelling. Whether it was using film, performing, or in the digital arts, he always found a way to connect with people. His fascination matured into a profound desire to use media as a tool to motivate, inspire, and provide another creative perspective. And that's what he's doing now for giant organizations across the world. Since launching in 2010, our guest has been internationally recognized as a documentary filmmaker and cinematographer with a focus on digital storytelling. He continues to develop creative ideas with a desire to tell the most important stories in society today. Tune in to hear from one of the best in the biz and learn how to use digital storytelling in your business to develop your brand and tell the stories that matter to you. Joining us today out of Toronto, Canada, the digital storyteller himself. Welcome to the show, Tristan Brooks. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? And listen... My bad, Tristan. My bad. I should have probably told you about that. It's all good. The energy. We need the energy because I got this too. Hey, hey, hey. I'm ready too. I'm ready too. I'm ready. Let's, 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 let's do this. Let's do this thing, right? I mean, I'm I so love excited. it. I love it. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. Listen, digital storytelling is where it's at. This is where the fire is at. And I'm so excited to share with you guys sort of my journey and my approach in terms of getting into this part of my life. Um, I've always been a storyteller, uh, even when I was trying to get out of trouble. Um, I'm one of four four siblings. And, you know, you know, we get into a lot of trouble, th- uh, two older brothers, one younger sister. And we always were telling stories to get out of trouble, get out of doing chores, get out of going to church, doing whatever you need to do. So storytelling mm-hmm. is in my blood. And I, I, I love using stories to connect with audiences. And I think that ultimately as brands and as, as entrepreneurs and as business owners, we need to really understand and, and leverage the power of story in order to connect to our audiences. Yes, I totally agree, dude. I totally agree. All right. Yeah. But 
storytelling in it of itself comes in many many forms right yes. I mean, you have blogs you have like podcasts you're talking yep. digital storytelling so yes. what separates you from everybody else what's digital storytelling so the way i describe digital storytelling is it's it's the the use and the focus of telling stories from a human centric place using digital platforms like digital photography, uh, digital uh, filming and, and graphic design. So you're using specific digital media platforms, 21st century platforms in order to tell stories and to communicate messages that are heartfelt, that have human themes that connect with, with your target audience. And I wouldn't even say that podcasting isn't a part of story, digital storytelling. It's digital. We're recording a digital podcast right now. That's a part of it. I mean, using digital graphics, and, and using different ways to be able to, to really leverage on the human experience and, and that, that sort of emotion that all of us as, as, as human beings connect with is a part, is really the heart and soul of digital storytelling. So I don't want to limit it to, okay, I'm holding a camera, therefore I'm a digital storyteller versus a person that is, is holding you know, an iPad and a pencil, right? They can, they can tell stories digitally as well. It's just really, the thing that I think that sets me apart is the fact that I'm focused on story first. So the mm. digital part doesn't come first. Although in, in, my, in my messaging and, and the way I present myself, I say I'm a digital storyteller, the, the digital part is really just the vehicle. It's just the means to the end, but the actual heart and soul of it is the story. Because when you can, can use stories to connect with people, it's, a, it's game over. It's magic. It's a wrap. It's funny that you say that because uh, on almost every social media platform now, I mean, almost all of them, LinkedIn, I saw has a story feature, yep. I mean, Snap started the story feature, Instagram has a story feature. We always want to see what people are doing. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was I was looking at my insights uh, and I look at my insights all the time. I mean, let's face it, the vanity metrics are, are important. We do look yeah. at them, right? Uh, and I, I would notice some of the curated stuff, like when, when, you know, when we post things about guests coming on or, you know, episodes, those do okay, whatever. But when I post things about what I'm doing on a day to day, like when I go to a wedding or when I go here, you know, when, when I'm being human, yep. all of a sudden those metrics go way up. People yep. love to see you doing, even if it's mundane activities, like, <laughs> dude, I'm at Walmart right now. I mean, check out the, the price of these noodles is ridiculous. Like that yep. is way more attention oftentimes than some of the stuff that I take a lot of time to sit down, script out, write out. Why is that? Well, well, it, it, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it, it frustrates me sometimes because, you know, obviously for me, I'm like, I'm sometimes, I, or, or even for yourself, you're, you're taking so much time to script out stuff, to, to make a, a trailer for your YouTube video, to do all these things. And it may not get the response that you're looking for based upon the amount of time you've invested in it. And I think what it comes down to is people, people, our audiences know real things, right? And mm -hmm. in the street, we used to call it real knows real. Right. So when you're coming from an authentic place, when you're coming with your hair let down a little bit, it's a it's it's so different from what we see 90 percent of the time, whether it's in our commercials, whether it's on, you know, watching a, a football game, a basketball game. We're always being sold something. And whenever we're too polished, it comes off like the same things that we always see. Oh, you're just trying to show me a version of yourself, but you're not actually showing me yourself. Right. Hmm. So so there's that part of it. But there's also a part of it where it's like, I want to know. If you have a booger in your nose, oh, you pick your nose too. Okay, cool. We can relate on that level. And when mm. I when I have that access point as a content creator, I can I can sell any idea to you. And and I'm not trying to be ruthless about it, but I'm actually trying to come from an honest place so that we can build a connection and a level of trust with our audience. And then from there, 
you can then really start having a really great relationship with your clients. Seth Godin wrote a book uh, called Tribes uh, way before having a tribe was cool. Like he's one of the ones yeah. who kind of, you know, put the word together. Uh, and now we're have, we have words like followers or we have words like community or we yeah. have words, you know, that describe pretty much the same type of thing, except there's a subtle difference. And in, in what I heard you describe right now. Uh, you know, when it, when it's a tribe, it's it's almost like you know, growing up boys in the hood gang style, right? Like yeah, yeah. those are your roll dogs. Like you know, when it's time, like hey, you got all I want to know is you know we're gonna go somewhere, we're gonna hurt somebody, yeah. and you can't ask me why, you can't ask me any questions after that. You know, the other other question you have after that is you know who's driving, right? Th those <laughs> are your boys, right? Yeah, those are the people who are gonna are, are gonna be behind you and. When, you, when you're talking about this authenticity where you're making this connection with somebody, we hear it all the time in business. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. Yep. But what does that really mean, right? Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? Know, like, yeah. and trust really means that's your following. These people believe what yeah. you believe. They value what you value. They like what you like because your content is like that. What, you know, how do I get those kind of people to be yeah. part of my tribe? Well, it, it comes, it comes with time. You know what I mean? I don't think that, I think that we live in such a, a instant instantaneous sort of environment that we think, well, you know, the volume of, of the amount of follow, followers or, or people that, that are subscribed to me, uh, equates to the amount of engaged people that are actually mm -hmm. loving my content. And that doesn't, it, that's not necessarily the same thing. My mom used to have this saying, she said, you know, Tristan, you know, everything that, that, that grows really, really fast doesn't necessarily mean that it's great. It may be just full of pus. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and there's a, th what she meant by that is that things can grow really exponentially quickly, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily healthy for you or it's necessarily full of the right things. So I think um, I, as content creators, it's really important to, to, you know, I try and answer every single re reply to every single uh, comment, whether it's on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or the like, because I'm trying to cultivate a tribe, right? Um, my friend says this, and probably she got it from the book that you referenced, you know, your, 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 your vibe will attract your tribe, right? The vibe that you, you, you exude, the authenticity that you exude on a consistent basis and the language and the vocabulary that you use will then start, um, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to start grooming those that are ready to be a part of your tribe, right? But being a part of a tribe, listen, the only way that you can be a part of a tribe, you're not just born into a tribe. You have to grow up. You have to, there, there's certain things that you have to go through, certain traditional things if we're looking at culturally, right? Yes. So, so you have to, you have to be baptized by fire, whether it's, you know, you know, you're in a church and you, you know, whatever else or in a religious sex, there are certain things that you got to do in order to grow up into the faith and grow up into that tribe to graduate, to be able to have a certain level of autonomy and a voice in that space. So it's the same sort of thing with, with content creation and with, with really being able to convert people that, that are interested in your brand to now people that are evangelists of your brand. You want people that are so passionate that they're selling your stuff before you even get to the, the next potential client. But you only do that through building trust and through building a relationship. And that takes time. You know, I, 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 what I value, what I value and defining what I value has, mm. has, has been pretty difficult. I, you know, I'm, I'm reading a book right now and I can't remember what the name of it is because it was one of the free ones that Audible allowed me to. I was like, oh, it's something about Mad Men advertising, right? So I'm mm. listening to it and the guy's talking about values and the way he describes them. He talks about how uh, some of them 
and most all of them have been have been imposed onto you right so like when a teacher when when you disagree with a teacher it's because your values are different whether yeah. you know you your teacher's trying to get you to do some work you just don't value that type of information so it's different there's a there's a discourse there right yep. or most world wars almost everything the conquering uh country or whatever imposes their values on somebody else and the, usually the the conflict has to do with those difference in values uh, and we look at, at values as such a positive things, but they're really the things that tend to separate us. And yep. so when you're talking about creating your tribe and putting your authentic self and, and you know, your, your, who you are out there, oftentimes I think that we struggle with that because we're, we're trying to avoid some of that conflict that comes in. Mm. What I believe is not necessarily what you believe. Mm -hmm. And because we don't believe the same thing, oftentimes most people post nothing at all. And yep. they don't post the story to avoid any type of confrontation. Yep. How could we, you know, how, how do we separate the two and kind of just say, you know what, like, like, just, just do it, right? <laughs> just, yep. just get out there and, yep. and get it done because there's so much more positivity when you share your values than the small negativities that, that are holding you back. Yeah, no, Herman, I love that question. And I think, I think what it comes back down to is it comes back down to you, you have to understand your voice, right? And you have to be comfortable in your own voice, right? But that takes time as well, right? It's like, you know, you, you, you have to understand what you value. You have to, you know, when I first started in this sort of space, one of the things I, I valued, and one of the things I made a commitment to was, you know, I, I, I would love to be, you know, the next Scorsese, I'd love to be an, a filmmaker and whatever else in Hollywood. But I said, if it's going to cost me time with my kids, time with my family, it's if it's going to make me a okay dad, but I can be an amazing creative, I don't want that. That for me, that wasn't valuable to me. I said I'd rather be an amazing father and an you know a good, a very good, solid creative and content creator and teach people and everything else. But I didn't want the cost to be my kids and my relationship with my kids. That was a value that I I connected with, and and I put that through all through my content. So even when I'm creating content for YouTube, I'm creating content. You know, sometimes I have my kids with me. Sometimes I'm making vlogs and my kids are jumping around making noise. Sometimes I'm I'm testing out cameras and I'm using them and I'm in and, and I'm interweaving um, all of my values. You know, the fact that I'm a father, the fact that I'm black, the fact that I'm, uh, I'm working at home, I'm working for myself. All of these things are part of my voices. Just the other day, um, you know, with the with the uh, the George Floyd um, uh, Chauvin case. Right. Uh, and the verdict came down. You know, I normally just teach about how to tell stories. But I, I couldn't let that moment pass without telling people about how this story has affected me, how it's changed me, how I felt about it. So I stopped what I was doing and I created a video specifically just about the Chauvin trial. And, and, and I didn't care. You know what? You know, last year I, I, I made a video about the, about watching that video and, and I had a lot of pushback and people are saying, well, why are you just saying this now? Weren't you always black? Weren't you this? Weren't you that? And I had to stand my ground and say, listen, this affected me. I can't act like this is not affecting me. This is a part of who I am as a creative, as a digital storyteller. And a part of my process, my creative process is sharing my emotions and my thoughts and my feelings about issues that are happening right now. So I think as content creators, as brands, as, as, as business owners, if we want to, especially if we're trying to get millennials, if we're trying to get the ire and attention of a generation Z, they want to know your why they want to mm -hmm. know what, what your values are. They will not back or support brands that are inauthentic or they feel that are inauthentic that have, that have no depth and all, sh and that are all shallow. So we, so we really have to redefine what it means to, to, 
be businesses in this sort of uh, environment. To be neutral is actually to is, is probably the worst place to be. You're better at just pick a position and live in that space. And, and, and make sure that it's a position that, that, is in, that is inclusive and that speaks to the humanity of, of your clientele. I, I really like that. I love the fact that you brought that up because, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where this is a line in the sand, right? And, mm-hmm. and you can see if, if you just stand on top and look down, you can see both sides of this particular tale. You can, you can be on the side of, look, that guy was probably not a very good person. He, he probably instigated the cops. Does he deserve to die? No, but you know what? That was probably not a good thing for him to do. If you are aggressive towards the police officers, you increase your chances of, of getting killed on the other side. You can see that, you know what? They're the, you know, African-Americans are the ones who are getting harassed more. Right. And they, they grow up with the stigma and a feeling of, I don't want to talk to a police officer. That guy already looks at me as a criminal. Like you can mm-hmm. see both sides, but what you're describing as a brand is you need to figure out which one resonates with you mm-hmm. and kind of be on that side because being in the middle and uh, you know, I see both sides and I will lean on one side versus the other, but it doesn't make me evil for one side or the other. And I think this is where the controversy for a lot of these things, when you're telling, at least, you know, in the storytelling, it's really good because this is where you grab all the attention. People are going to disagree and agree with you. And the people who disagree with you are going to be engaging with your content. And the people who agree with you are going to have your back even more growing your audience. So that controversy, I kind of get, I, I, I worry about that because then I feel it's like, well, I don't want to be a Jerry Springer. Right? Yeah, I don't want to bring nothing but controversy. However, yep. these are these are huge moments in history. And without stating whatever it is that you believe in, you're missing the opportunity to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, we're human. We're human first. You see what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and what, like I, in Canada, 90% of, I think it's like 80 or 90% of the businesses that, that are supporting the economy are, are small to medium sized biz, businesses yeah. with owners. Right. Like, so, so it's not like McDonald's and Apple and all this other stuff. It's, it's literally individuals like myself, yourself that are running the economy. So if we're running the economy, we're actual, people are actually behind these brands. People are the ones that are the faces of the brands. People want to know your why. Your ethics, your morals, your 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 position on 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 things, you know. Again, I think I think with the Chauvin trial was so unique in the sense of everybody was was pretty much on the side of like it was like, listen, there there was we all know thousand, it was wrong. Yeah, we all know it was wrong. There was a thousand different ways of being able to deal with that situation without a, a man being murdered in the street. Okay, Correct. so we know that, right? So that's easy, but sometimes it's not as easy, right? And and I think what people respect are are brands and individuals that are authentic and consistent Mm -hmm. if you're going to be you know on the right side on one issue um and and you know and something else comes up and and that side is wrong then call out wrong there and then if the left side is wrong then call out wrong on the left side just be consistent and also be yourself like people know me as as the digital storyteller and know me as a person that that kind of wears my emotion on my sleeves i try and keep it as 100 as possible as as much as possible when moments like this happen you have to speak to it if you don't speak to it it actually it actually does a disservice to your audience but it also does a disservice to your brand because then people have to question well is he not doing this because he's sponsored 
Is he just, is he doing this for the check? Is he really being honest when he's doing a review on this versus this? You know what I mean? Everything's everything comes into uh, comes into question. So you really got to think about your motivations on staying silent versus speaking out. Let's talk about some short content, yeah. right? Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, uh, that, all that stuff is is great for I, I feel like a little bit longer, right? When we yeah. have IGTVs or some YouTube posts where you can yep. actually talk about an opinion uh, in depth, right? Mm. Uh, but a lot of what is consumed as far as content, it's all like 60 seconds or less, right? I mean, yeah. TikTok just increased it where you can do like a three minute TikTok. But for the most part, it got popular on 15 second or 16 second videos. Uh, what are some good strategies or techniques that we can do to give the most punch possible for those 15 seconds or those 60 seconds? So what I'll say to you is I think, number one, you want to you know get to the action as quickly as possible. You want to use and, and leverage uh, things like music. Uh, and and pop culture gifs and gifs and things of that nature because you want to be able to to gain the attention of of people quickly. But the one thing I will challenge people on, and and this is this is where where you know I kind of I kind of I'm, I'm a, I love TikTok, but but you also have to identify where your audience is at, right? So if you are connecting with you know Generation Z, you're connecting with millennials, you're connecting with kids or whatever else, definitely go on TikTok. Definitely devote yourself to short form content. But realize that there's still a magic and there's still a reason why people sit down and watch a two-hour Avengers film. People still watch a half an hour sitcom. People still watch a 45-minute, you know, I still watch Law & Order. I don't care. SVU, big it up. Come on now. Right? You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a reason for that. And I think that, that people, people will, be, will be engaged with content that's good. Yes. Story, if story comes first... As long as you put story first and as long as you you understand the platform you're putting it on, right? And you mix it in properly. So meaning if I'm on TikTok, I'm gonna I'm gonna study TikTok for the next you know two or three days. I'm gonna see what people are doing, what works, what what are some of the triggers. I'm gonna understand what my what my audience is, where my audience at, because maybe I'm I'm a TikToker, but I'm I'm a wedding photographer. Well, Maybe I'm not, I'm not focused on just trying to do a 15 second thing. Maybe I'm trying to do a tutorial. Maybe I'm trying to do, you know, show, show off some filters or show off uh, a, a photo session I did. You have to know your audience, your platform, and also understand that story always still comes first. So it, it doesn't matter if it's 15 seconds or it's 45 minutes. At the end of the day, stories first, audiences first, and platform, you have to understand that. Yeah. The, uh, have you ever read the book, uh, A Hero's Two Journeys? No, uh, I, I haven't, but I'm going to check it out now. Oh, dude, you got to check it out. It yeah. talks a lot about the two journeys that a hero goes on, right? Uh, uh, one is an actual physical journey. They go from one place to another. Uh, the other one is the transformational journey. So they mm. start off with one type of mindset or struggle or trouble. And by the end of their journey, they become a completely different person because of the, uh, you know, whatever has gone on in, in that in that journey. Uh, and that book is really helping people kind of figure out where's my storyline going when, when I'm coming up with a story, you know, am I, go, is my story destination? Is my story, you know, I, I started at my house and I ended at my buddy's house. Right. Or is my story more about, you know, I started at home. And then by the time I got to my buddy's house, like, you know, we went through this massive journey and I have this new appreciation for life. Cause I mm -hmm. almost died on the way here or something mm -hmm. like that. 
Um, how much of that are you, are you using in the stories that you tell? Does it have to be so dramatic where there's huge transformations or, or, or is that like, you know, something we can just kind of blow over when we're creating story? Well, well, I mean, again, my, my good friend, O'Shane Howard, uh, says it like this. He says, you know, you can, you can create disposable content or you can create content that'll live on after you. Right. And I think that, that, that content that, that makes people think and feel and 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 change perspectives and see different perspectives it takes time right um and and that and it, yeah to, it takes time to develop and to and to kind of get fertilized right so so again even if it's a 30 second clip that 30 second clip clip can hit so hard i'm telling you herman i, I I'm t- it can it can hit so hard that it can really make a ripple effect in in that platform or with that audience that you're trying to connect with some of the greatest videos that i've made weren't the were shot on like the crappiest uh, cameras um they had some shaky footage they had you know stills in them they weren't shot like a scorsese film right but what was there was the fact that if there was a trans a transformational experience there was intentionality behind the story but there was a, a sense of intrigue there was a sense of mystery all of those things are factors that that keep people connected and following you as a storyteller what i would say though is that the best tip that i could give anybody is start from the end figure out what you want your audience to feel think and believe and once you kind of get that assess that and and figure out what you want them to think feel and believe then reverse engineer your story throughout you know okay so what are some of the beats or what are some of the things i want to include so we can get to that destination oftentimes we start from the beginning and it becomes so daunting that we get lost in the minutia of creating the content that we don't think about what do i want what do i want the viewer to end up feeling like our being you know uh, you know where's the where's the 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 audience going to be with this this particular um character or myself Mm, that's powerful i like that because you know we we plan goals the very same way we start with Mm -hmm. the end goal in mind and reverse reverse engineer right so Mm -hmm. what's your three-year goal well what's your once you have that cool let's break it down what's your one-year goal cool once you have that what's your 12-month goal your one-month goal your you know weekly goal and then daily goals but they're all leading up to that same thing Mm -hmm. why make story storytelling any different all right uh we're getting close to to the end here so i want to make sure we never even talked about what do you do you know how are you helping people to, to, to yeah. you know whatever it is that you're doing share with us like, like what, is, what is your business part yeah so my my business part is i partner with um with brands all around the world and i actually uh use my my actual hard tangible skills of creating films doing photography and and doing um digital and social media marketing uh to target their their um their audience their their focused audience so essentially what i do is i'll work with an individual like yourself or others or apple or just now uh me and my colleague we just worked on a, a campaign with footlocker and we actually uh, sit beside them we develop the storyline and we use stories human centered centered stories to connect to their target audience that's all we do that's what we love to do we're passionate about it and then on the flip side if we're not creating content we're teaching people on on the art of storytelling using it leveraging what they have not what they need to buy because we don't believe that you have to buy something in order to tell a story we believe you have the tools already you just need to learn how to leverage those tools in order to be an effective storyteller and use it to make some income 
Yeah, we're holding one of the best cameras. I mean, if you guys got an iPhone 11, which most people end up going out iPhone 11, 11, iPhone 12, those are good cameras. I mean, the other day I did, uh, uh, what do they call it? A reel, uh, when I was, when I was uh, running and then after I was done and I I saw it on my, on my, uh, whatever, on my Instagram tiles, I was like, damn, that's a good looking video. That picture came out pretty good. It shows all my flaws. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I just got an iPhone 12 pro max or whatever else I, I guess it's the best one and i'm i'm blown away i, I gave my friends uh some time to use it and they're like this is the best camera phone we've ever seen i know i was like i know it's amazing oh dude it's it's doing some intense stuff all right yeah. well if people wanted to get a hold of you they want to work yeah. with you they got a story to tell they just yeah. don't know how to tell it how can yeah. they get a hold of you Listen, if you are a, a person, a brand, uh, a business owner, anything of the above, and you want to make some money uh, being able to market your story or the, or leverage the story of your brand, you can hit me up um, at TristanBarracks.com, or you can follow me at TristanBarracks.com on all my social. Um, but we really specialize in, again, digital stories, whether it's documentaries, uh, brand films, whether it's strategic marketing plans, all of those above, and also working with your in-house media teams to make them more effective and better at what they do. So it's all the above and we travel. So although we're in Toronto, um, our our digital storytelling agency is located in Toronto, but we travel abroad. We've done a lot of stuff in the West Indies and the States and and, and, uh, in different places in the continent of Africa as well. So we're, we're fully versed in terms of traveling. Holy moly. Now with COVID being on the down, well, in most places in the world, right? In the COVID, everybody's getting their vaccines and stuff. You're going to be traveling all over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Last little thing. Uh, You know, we've been at this. You are episode 725. uh, And I'm always looking for feedback. What was your experience like on the podcast? How can we improve or what are we doing? That's that's good. Well, I mean, first and foremost, that 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 uh, that intro is fire. I mean, that that intro, I love that intro. I'm I'm, I'm gonna take some some of that stuff. I'm, I'm gonna steal some of that stuff. So that's really really good. Um, I think um, the only thing I would I would give as feedback is is uh, just um, giving a little bit more lead lead in time in terms of. Uh, um, just in terms of the green room, like just because I was, I wasn't sure I came about 20 minutes early because I was like, maybe we need to test out stuff and connect up that way. So that's, that was the only thing. Um, and then, and I think in the email, there wasn't necessarily, I, I didn't see it necessarily a specific time to come in just before to test out everything. Other than that, it's been great, man. I, I love the questions. I love the energy. The vibes are really cool. Um, I, I'm really glad that I was, I was able to reach out to you guys and connect with you guys. Dude, that's some of the best feedback, actually. We just shifted uh, a lot of stuff. So so for those of you, ladies and gentlemen, who want to be on the show, what he's talking about is when you book on the show, we make sure you remember to show up. We send you text messages. We send you emails. Yeah. Uh, and so the emails, we just we just literally it used to be like a regular Gmail email, you know, where you type it up. Now yeah, it looks yeah. all flashy, right? Now it looks all flashy. So I got to make sure we put that wording on the on the timing because you're, you're absolutely right. Why don't you sit in the green room for like 20, 30 minutes? Oh, we really that's only need like three right yeah that's but, true that's true but still still tristan hey man thank you very much for coming on the show spending some time with us and having the energy plus you got the horn too hit it baby hit it i just want to say this was a dope 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 dope, dope, dope experience we got to do it again all right bro oh dude oh you're right and when you're right you're right and you you're always right Candy, the Canadian, the good old Canadian boy. What you talking about? What you know about that John Candy? Uh, 
Dude, I'm saying, see, look, we gotta have some fun. Maybe we gotta we gotta plan something out. We're just gonna come with clips. We're gonna come with soundbites. We're gonna come with everything we need. Just to have some fun. Hey, listen, saying? I just want to let you know you're officially a part of the the digital storytelling family, both you and your, your colleague. And I just want to officially invite you in here. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool baby i mean you know how it is <laughs> got one right back for you i got one right back for you all right ladies and gents look that's what we do look it, that's what business bros is all about like we talk business we tell stories we let people tell the stories of what they're doing in in the real world like this is this is their reality tristan really helps you with your stories he helps you have fun look just 30 minutes of what we were doing here today and you already got sound bites you got content clips you got story you got a little bit of everything that you need so if you want to be a guest on the podcast make sure you guys go to businessbros.biz check out tristan's stuff like i I don't know how many times i got to tell everybody in the world if you think that maybe you're thinking about creating content check it out the worst case scenario is you know somebody now in the industry so that when you are ready to make that decision there you go. You have somebody. Tristan, thank you very much. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys thank again you. next week. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And if you do, do it twice. Later. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.